Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to this word being preached. Right, oh, thank you. Sorry about that. Um, good morning, everyone, and thank you for this privilege to share the message. Um, yo, I've got a lot to say, but uh, not a lot of time to do it in, so I almost just want to encourage you to buckle up right now already. Um, I'm going to try and keep it below 20 minutes. Aim for 15, but just get ready for around 20 minutes. Um, but just let me also just say how incredibly blessed are we to have so many incredible ministries in this church and all those leaders. And um, in the context of that message, I would just really like to, um, I will share a quick message about, um, not about volunteering, but also about ministry. Um, last time I spoke here was about a year or so ago. And since then, our family has grown. I don't know if there's a slide for that. Um, there we go. Uh, that's Daniela and I and little Eliana. And, um, yeah, if my slides look a little bit girly this morning, uh, just notice that, just note that uh, it, it was made by a girl, Daniela made them, and um, she made them last night on her birthday, so already setting the example for, for selfless service. Um, <laughs> so with that said, um, I'll be jumping a couple of verses ahead today in this uh, Colossians service, um, series. I'll be preaching on Colossians 4 verse 17, um, and there's a lot to get into. So, but before I do that, let's quickly pray. You know, Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak to your people today, Lord. I pray, Lord, that, um, your Lord, that I will not say anything that's not of you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that I'll speak truth, Lord. I pray that, um, Holy Spirit, that you will open up the word for us, that we'll understand it, and, um, your Lord, that we'll just be energized by who you are and what you want us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So before I kick off, let's uh, quickly just do a quick recap of, of where we are and um, give some context for this specific service, so, um, sermon. So as we've heard in this Colossian service, a sermon series, yes, I'm going to get trip over that today. Um, as we've seen in this series, uh, Paul is speaking directly to the Colossian church. And in the first chapter, he touches on some doctrinal issues and some principles about the Christian faith. And then he moves on to living out the faith practically. We've then had um, a couple of really important messages about putting our mind on the things above and then um, the stuff on earth that we have to let go of. And then now, after all of this, from chapter 4 onwards, Paul starts giving greetings and sending advance warnings of friends that he's sending his way and um, also giving some ex exhortations and encouragements. Um, and then after that... Um, he also asked for this letter to be read in Laodicea, and that brings us to today's scripture, Colossians 4, verse 17, which reads, Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry that you have received in the Lord. This is where we'll stand still today, um, and it's a short verse, but we'll go, we're going to unpack it in some detail. But before we start, I would actually really like for us to make this super personal. So we're going to read it again. I'm going to count to three, but then instead of Archippus, I want you... So we're going to read it out loud together. We're going to create some holy chaos. But I want you to put your own name in there. Okay. Everybody on board. Okay, so okay, okay, so one, two, three. Tell Stefan, see to it that you complete the ministry that you have received in the Lord. Okay, did everybody say their own name? Not your neighbor's name, your own name. So one, two, three. Tell See to it that you complete the ministry that you have received in the Lord. Okay, keep that in mind for the rest of the service. Okay, we're going to refer to Archippus, but this might as well refer to Tim. It might as well refer to Justin. It might as well refer to Henny. It might as well refer to all of us. Okay, 
So as we get into the meaning of this verse, let's identify first that there's two parties. So we've already said that we have Paul speaking to the Colossians, so that's party one. And then two, we're actually speaking about Archippus, or all of us, and that's party two, right? So there's something happening between them. But first, let's see who is Archippus? Who is this man? We don't really know much about him, but we know that he's been referred to at least once before in Philemon 1 verse 2, where, um, yeah, and some scholars believe that he may either have been the son of Philemon and Appia, or he might have been a leader in that church. Interestingly, Paul also refers to Philemon as his co-worker, but to, or fellow worker, but to Archippus, he refers to as his fellow soldier. We don't really know if he was an actual, actual soldier or if he just had a lot of zeal and dedication and devotion to the Lord's army like Louis or any, um, but, that, but we, we just don't know. Um, interesting to note, though, is that his name means master of the horse, so just some, some fluff that I can put, so maybe he was a soldier taking care of the horses. So getting to the text, tell Archippus, the first verses that we, the first words in that verse here indicates that Paul is in fact not speaking to Archippus, but he's speaking to the Colossian church, right? He's asking this church and instructing them to, um, to keep Archippus accountable to the ministry that he has received in the Lord. He could have done this directly. He could have just said, and Archippus do this, but he chose to address the Colossian church first. And I think there's something really important there. We can see that he is encouraging accountability. Um, yeah, I'm going to be repeating myself now, but he's encouraging the accountability to the church, to the Lord, and maybe to a lesser extent, even to Paul himself. Why would he not just refer to Archippus directly? So just send him a letter privately or, or the other ways that I've said it. Um, I think he's doing it this way because the stakes are quite high here. I think Archippus's ministry is quite an important ministry, and he doesn't want him to miss this letter, this, this message. Um, it's also in, interesting that Paul is making this accountability public, whether Archippus likes it or not. And, and whilst that is quite on the nose, I think it's, it's quite right. I don't think Paul is keeping Archippus accountable to eat less chocolates or to read his Bible more, more frequently, but he's actually keeping him accountable to, to do what God has told him to do, as we'll see now. Next, Archippus is then told to see to it that he completes this ministry that he received in the Lord. And if we look at the Greek, that see to it is, is an instruction that we will typically understand in the same way as we understand it today. To say that pay especially close attention to this thing. So if somebody tells you to see to it to do something today, if, you, if that person has authority over you and you respect that person, you will ensure that you finish this message as quickly as possible and as properly as possible. So with that, Paul is speaking with the authority of an apostle here, and he's telling Archippus, listen, make sure that you finish this thing that I have put in front of you, or that God has put in front of you. See to it that you finish it well. I don't know about you, but I think this is something I often need to hear quite frequently. Um, I might also get a bit distracted every once in a while, and and if you think that if Archippus got distracted 2,000 years ago, I think it's possible that, well, if you even think of all the distractions we have today, like maybe we should hear, to hear this a bit more frequently than even Archippus then. So next up, we see the word complete the ministry that you have received in the Lord. And the Greek words for this here means to, to bring to completion that which has already begun. This presupposes that, that Archippus had started this ministry, 
He is already busy with it, but it's not finished yet. And then we can only speculate why a message like this would have been necessary. And I can, as I mentioned, I can think of a hundred reasons why that would, this would be necessary to us today. But to Archippus, we could wonder, was he too busy? Um, was he too comfortable? Does he, did, did he get distracted? Get that word again. And then this brings me to an interesting point. In his book, Undistracted, Bob Goff says the following. If you want to honor and dazzle God, find the work that he has given you and do it until the job is done. If you want to please God and make him happy, find the work that he has called you to do and do it to the best of your ability. Don't we all want to be told at the end of all of this, at the end of the day, well done, my good and faithful servant. I think it's possible here that Archippus was at risk of missing out on that message. Next, we have to consider the word ministry. And the, word, the Greek word for ministry is diakonia, and, which literally translates to service, ministry, office, or assignment. It is used a couple of times in the New Testament, and in its various forms, it typically refers to a service to the church. Whether that is serving the church and its members in various capacities, as we have often seen in the book of Acts, or whether that is the actual title and the function that comes with a deacon that we see in, in 1 Timothy, the heart of the word comes down to a selfless service to your brothers and sisters. From the context, we can't tell that Archippus's ministry that he received from the Lord yet did refer to pastoring and taking care of a church. But diaconia can and should actually be interpreted a bit more widely to incorporate everything that we do to serve the body of Christ. It can. I, I, like it's, I don't think we should limit it to that. And I don't want to get into the weeds of purpose and calling here because I know that can often trip us up. Um, but I do believe that when you find a ministry, if you do something to serve the, the Lord and, you, and, or, and His church, that can often lead to you actually finding your purpose and your calling. And either, either, <laughs> whether it's either understanding what you're supposed to do or even if that ministry becomes your purpose and calling and how you can actually serve the Lord. Let us also now consider what the, word, what the words received in the Lord means. And, I, and for me, there's two, might be obvious to some, but two important implications in this word. The first thing is that if you receive something from someone, it must have been given to you. So Archippus here received something. So he received this ministry from who? From the Lord, right? So... That, asks, that begs the question, so how does God give us a ministry and how do we receive it from him? And again, there's a couple of examples in the Bible. So we have with the, with, through prophecy and the laying on of hands that we've seen again with Timothy. We have being dedicated that in the case of, of Samuel and to a large extent Jesus. Um, and then also through prayers, earnestly asking and seeking the Lord's face and saying, what am I supposed to do? And then with that, we get the still small voice of the Holy Spirit convicting us and telling us, this is what you're supposed to do. The, I, you, we, we can trust the Holy Spirit and we can trust God to say, you are my hands and feet here on earth. Please do the following. Please do this. And the second fairly obvious implication, again, is that from the fact that the ministry was received, was received from the Lord. So this means that Archippus did not receive this ministry from Paul. He did not receive it from Philemon and Appia. Um, he did not even think it up himself. He got this from the Lord. But this does say that you can get a ministry from something and someone else. And this does mean that you can start running a race only at the end of the day to find out this is not what God wanted you to do. And I think we have to be cautious to have various pursuits in life 
that does not edify the church, that does not come to um, making the, the Lord happy. And to be honest, that kind of scares me a bit. And I think for that reason, and circling back, that is why there's accountability. And that is why God calls us to, to a church, to find out from the church, to test with a brother and sister, am I doing the service that God is calling me to? And lastly, in this context, but in everything, really, I believe that if we want to be more like Jesus, we must serve more like Jesus. In his own words, in Mark 10, 45, Jesus says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, a good, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Like Paul and like Archippus, we are called to serve the church, more to serve Jesus and to serve God, but to serve the church as well. Our service will never compare to the service of, of Jesus and will never, not even come close to his sacrifice. But with the limited time that we have here on earth, isn't that a good place to start? To please the creator of heaven and earth. So position your heart to serve and not to be served. So to summarize all of this, Paul was essentially telling the church in Colossae to keep Archippus accountable to this ministry, calling, assignment, whatever it was God had put on his heart. So we know that it was probably ministering at church, but to complete this. It may very well have been that Paul was just encouraging Archippus like he does encourage various other of the young leaders that he's raised up. And we've seen this again with Timothy and with Titus. But it, again, it begs the question, why did he need this encouragement? What was keeping Archippus from fulfilling this ministry and this calling? Maybe he felt inadequate or unworthy to do it. He felt he didn't have the skills or maybe he was even making too many plans or had too many ideas and he started overthinking it. Maybe even the busyness of life, together with those comforts and distractions that I mentioned earlier, kept him from doing that. And, and when all these things play, factor into the the same pot. I think it's a surefire way for us to actually end up doing nothing, which is disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Um, whilst I did mention earlier, I don't really want to get into the weeds of purpose and calling. I would be remiss if I did not at least reference it here. And I think the problem is we get so stuck with figuring out what we have to do for the rest of our lives and how we have to do this great grand scheme and great grand plan of how we can actually please the Lord that we miss the things that he has put right in front of us right now. We're looking at the mountain we have to climb and think of how great we'll feel once we've done it and then trip over the small stones right here in front of us. <clears throat> What's more, I believe our primary purpose and calling is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself that we get from Matthew 22. Loving the, the Lord your God and loving your neighbor might just be what God is calling you to right now. It might look different from person to person, but I think that's a good place to start. The ministry that God has put in front of you right now just might be the key that unlocks your passion for serving him and for serving Christ. I want to end off with this last thought. If we believe that the Bible is the, the divinely inspired word of God, then why do you think Paul specifically addressed Archippus in the scripture. He could have said something like, Colossians, you all, one another, please keep each other accountable to the ministry that you've received in the Lord. Or he could have said, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. But he didn't. So he chose to single out Archippus. He chose to single out a single man, just like God singles us out one by one when he calls us to do things. 
So too, I believe that the word of God speaks to us and calls us out to complete the ministry he has put on earth. Yes, collectively, but also individually to do the thing that God has called you to do right now. So I'm not advocating for works without faith or deeds without conviction, because that's not what what God wants of us. But what I am advocating for is that we do find ways to actively seek ways in which to serve the Lord and to serve His church. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Joburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.com.